While we make every effort to broadcast the correct information, we are still learning and by no means are White Coat Warriors hosts or guests acting as healthcare physicians or professionals. We will double check the facts presented, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing and complex science and art. We are simply presenting our views and the views of others on our experiences in the healthcare system and will be as evidence-based as possible based on our own experiences. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. By listening to this podcast or reading this blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog. Under no circumstances shall White Coat Warriors, any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog, or any employees, associates, or affiliates with White Coat Warriors be responsible for damages arising from the use of the podcast or blog. Hello, everyone, and welcome to White Coat Warriors. Today, we have an awesome guest on the podcast today. But first, I wanted to give you a little update on myself and Jess and our stories from the first episode. So I'm on my third week of radiation. I have uh, admitted a full-blown relationship with the toilet. And so uh, (laughs) once again, anyone who's going through radiation or has went through radiation or is about to go through radiation, um, that washroom time seems to be a critical time. Uh, As for Jess, she actually just got her uh, allergy testing done for her potential gut health problems. And she is not allergic to anything food related. So we thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and she's going to keep going on her exploration into her gut health issues. And speaking of gut health issues, we have an amazing, amazing story on the podcast today. We have Patrick. Oh my gosh, I already butchered it. What's your last name? Sapinski. Sapinski. See, I, the big names, I can't do it. How are you today? I'm well, how are you? <laughs> good, good. All right, so... You have quite the story. I want to dive into it. Tell me about your diagnosis. How old were you? What did you feel when it first started? Uh, I think I was 17 and okay. I felt horrible. I <laughs> felt cramping in my stomach every day. Yeah. Um, and basically stopped going to school until they uh, started taking me to the hospital where uh, after a few months of... Uh, I guess nothing being figured out with just, uh, yeah, it just gave me random medication, I guess, to try out, to try and move things along and try and uh, heal things and nothing worked. So uh, I went in for a colonoscopy and that's when I got the diagnosis of Crohn's disease. Oh, Crohn's. Okay. Okay. Fun. Colonoscopy. So what were you, what were you feeling beforehand before you... Um, kind of went down this road. What were some of your symptoms? Uh, pain, cramping, uh, tiredness. Okay. I uh, just really wanted to sleep all day and, and didn't have any interest in functioning. It was a little too difficult. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. All right, so you go in, you do the colonoscopy. What happens? You feel the most relief you've felt in months because okay. someone's given you a word that 
you can put into Google and, and uh, oh. start <laughs> looking for treatments. Okay. Uh, I, I was at a total loss until then and I had no idea what to do and it was ruining my life. So it was yeah. really, this, despite the pain, it was really relieving to uh, hear that there's an answer or an option. Yeah. Interesting. So they give you Crohn's and what happens? What do your doctors do? Um, do they give you anything at all? Is there any sort of relief that they can provide to you or um, kind of what was that road that you went down? Uh, well, actually, the colonoscopy um, was extremely really, really ex- extremely relieving because uh, you have to stop eating for about 24 hours. So your digestive system is empty, which I don't think I'd yeah. ever done before in my whole life. Yeah. And uh, the pain went away. So that was my first sort of, uh, I guess, realization that, that there, there is relief. Um, Interesting. So we, we tried a bunch of medications. The, the first line of medications rarely work for people, and they didn't work for me. Interesting. Um, eventually, after a few months of trying various meds, we had success with uh, steroids. Okay. So I, I took those for about a month and then felt relief for a few months afterward. Yeah. And so why'd you stop? Uh, you according to my doctors, can't take steroids. And according to the side effects I got from the steroids, uh, you don't want to be taking them. I For too long. bloated up with water weight. I got Ugh. lots of acne. And yeah. uh, apparently it, it, it ruins you. So you yeah. you kind of use them here and there to figure out what the, the issue is. If, if it is gotcha. one that's treatable by steroids, then you can kind of... Uh, Go on and off of be, them? You can go on and off of them once in a while if you have a very acute flare-up and, okay. and your doctor uh, suggests that that's a, a good idea. But uh, you want to avoid them as much as possible. Yeah, um, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Interesting. So you're coming off of steroids. What's kind of your next actionable? So that's, if steroids work, uh, doctors typically uh, point you in the direction of uh, immunosuppressing drugs. So that's when I started receiving Remicade and uh, had the same effects as the steroids. Uh, The immune system, uh, I guess, kicked in or or got turned off or whatever they... uh, Yeah, yeah. Whatever they think is going on there uh, happened and, and I felt well for... I guess seven or eight years uh, taking really? the Remicade, I had relief. Interesting. And it kind of seems contradictory almost when you say immunosuppressive, you have no immune system and you found, you felt great, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's such a, a broad term. Yeah. Um, I, I think there, what Remicade does is suppresses the uh, inflammatory response. Okay. So the immune system still wants to do what it does, yeah. but, uh, it's, it's at the very tail end of the process that the inflammatory response is cut off. Okay. Yeah. So you were taking that and I'm guessing you stopped that as well, correct? So about seven or eight years into the Remicade treatment, I started getting some side effects, um, that 
we still never determined if, if they were related to Remicade or not. Um, yeah. But I started experiencing some neurological issues where my arm wasn't working and, and started to atrophy. Yeah. So uh, I saw a neurologist uh, for about a month or two, and uh, he couldn't figure it out, but suggested that I stop taking the Remicade drugs just because of all the side effects. And uh, apparently some weird neuropathies have been uh interesting have been experienced on remicade yeah was it like a slow progression of that like did that come on slowly or was it kind of all the way through those seven years of taking it it was overnight uh i woke up one morning and couldn't lift my arm and then uh tried to ignore it for about a day or two and, and finally went to the hospital and and saw a neurologist for that month or two and and during that process it just started to atrophy and become really skinny and uh interesting after uh, a couple of months it started to work again and i had been off the remicade at that point interesting okay so how many years have gone by now what 10 almost uh 14 14 holy cow so 14 years going back and forth with different drugs and now you're back at square one again uh, you could say that, I guess. I, I feel <laughs> much more experienced with this illness. For I, sure. Yeah. You feel more educated and knowledgeable. Yeah. But back to square one in terms of relief for you. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So you no longer have these drugs. What do you do for relief? Wh- where do you turn from here? Uh, back to Google. Google! Mother Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of research on alternative Crohn's treatments, and yep. I found a lot of crazy options out there. Some of them didn't do anything for me. Some of okay. them are working extremely well. Interesting. Elaborate. So there's a lot of schools of thought on, on how to treat this illness and what is the cause or, I guess, what... Uh, link in the chain to, to break to, to break the, the cycle. So there's okay. people that will purely go after like stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, by managing their stress, they're, they're able to bring their uh, IBS symptoms to, to a, a level where they're not bothering them and they can yeah. live their lives. Um, none of those worked for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was... Uh, I guess three or four years ago that I uh, was on Google looking for options and I found uh, a clinical trial out in Vancouver okay. uh, that was uh, testing out a new Crohn's disease drug and uh, I don't remember why but I, I decided to look into what it was and uh, okay. I, I wouldn't have signed up for anything uh, to extreme or anything too synthesized i am i was at that point looking for natural options so uh really clinical trials weren't even on my radar because most sure. of them are are pretty serious new treatments but yeah. I, I researched this one and it turned out that it's actually really simple they're not they haven't invented anything new they've taken this um this idea that someone discovered a while ago that you can treat yourself with other illnesses so they take E. coli and they kill it and they inject it in you and that triggers an immune response which then uh, 
seems to treat the Crohn's as well. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Uh, I, I researched E. coli. It's been around a while. We know <laughs> yeah. a lot about it yes. and, and uh, it didn't seem like a bad idea. Interesting. Okay. So, and you just stumbled upon them like just through a Google search. Like, do you remember yeah. what you searched? Was it clinical trials or was it just random that you stumbled upon it? I was just Googling Crohn's all day, every day. I yeah. was at that point 30 days away from requiring, from, from going to my scheduled surgery to get a few feet of my uh, intestines removed. Uh, oh my God. I was in a really bad state. Yeah, seriously. Um, wasn't eating, was losing a lot of weight, and uh, that was the only treatment my doctor was offering me. And oh I was gosh. really afraid of getting surgery. I Googled that quite a bit as well. Yeah, and I the, bet. the side effects to that seemed worse than the side effects of uh, E. coli. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, what the company, who is this company? You said they're in Vancouver, correct? Yeah, it's uh, spelled QU Biologics. I think okay. pronounced Q Biologics. Q Biologics. Okay, and so you f- you fly out to Vancouver, correct? Yeah. So that was uh, they they had a I guess a funded study. So uh, they flew me out there and and uh, put me in a hotel and and uh, took care of me for a week while I I started this treatment. Cool. Uh, then sent me home with uh, the drugs, and I, I continued at home for a few months uh, until I started to see some effects. Interesting. And it worked well? It worked very well. Yeah. It, it was the, the best relief I've ever had from symptoms, and it was uh, very different uh, in, in its mode of action, too. Yeah. Uh, with the immunosuppressive drugs, it was the uh, symptoms that went away first. Uh, the, uh, I guess the, the open wounds in my intestine healed up and then eventually, um, my, my bowel movements became normal again Yeah. with the, uh, Q, uh, Cubeco, I think is what they call the drug. Okay. Uh, with the Cubeco drug, uh, I experienced restored bowel movements first. And uh, this was really alarming. Uh, when yeah. my, at the time, my intestine was very inflamed and very constricted. Yeah. And I started by experiencing the worst pain of my life for a month and was really worried that this treatment was going to kill me. I was yeah. in constant yeah. communication with the nurses and things didn't seem to be going well at first. Okay. But they explained to me that it was normal and, and that's just how the drug works. It... Uh, the E. coli uh, restores, or I guess that the E. coli stimulates your immune system to restore digestive processes first. Whatever is happening in there is happening uh, with the poop first. <laughs> Love it. This whole this whole podcast is poop first. <laughs> Interesting. So that's 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 really fascinating that you kind of felt crappy before you got better yeah it was scary yeah Uh, but eventually the healing started to happen and uh that i I had better relief than ever i was able to go back to eating anything i wanted and nothing was causing uh mild flare-ups anymore when i was on immunosuppressive drugs i I still had to watch my diet and and there were still trigger foods did you 
go and get checked at all by the doctor when you were going through this? Like, did you get any scans or anything to see if it actually had like a physical effect on you or physical changes? Yeah, they they did a colonoscopy to, okay. to verify and, and they do uh, a lot of blood and, and yeah. stool samples and they have something called the Crohn's disease activity index, which okay. they use to quantify that, that your Crohn's is active or inactive. Interesting. Interesting. So, did they see anything? Yeah, I, I experienced clinical remission according to the doctors. Wow. wow, that's incredible. Okay, so you do a couple months of this trial, and I'm guessing the trial comes to an end, right? I think I, it was four, maybe six months that I was able to take their drug. Okay. And uh, I experienced the remission for about 12 months afterward. Wow, interesting. Okay, so you're no longer taking this drug, correct? Like they have to stop it and then analyze it. Yeah, it's not um, not authorized for use yet. So I'm really rooting for them. Their, their oh. clinical trial is still going on. And, yeah. and they've started uh, expanding this treatment to bowel cancers and, and many other illnesses they've found they've been able to treat wow. with uh, this E. coli treatment. Interesting. So they're still going through clinical trials. So for anybody listening who might be looking for some relief, Q Biologics. Q Biologics. Q U. Q U Biologics. All right. Okay. So now, once again, you're back to square one. You don't have, you know, you go 12 months. But, I'm guessing. But so much more empowered with information. For sure. Um, for sure. I, I'm now treating this illness from a totally new perspective. No okay. more immunosuppressive drugs, yep. but yep. immunoboosting drugs. For um, sure. The, the, I, I truly believe that the E. coli was uh, was, was uh, stimulating an, a, a good immune response from my body, and and yeah. so that really leads me to believe that that uh, it, the immune response must have been targeting something. Yeah, uh, it, it just it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and and. Researching that path a little further, I, I found uh, massive communities online of, of Crohn's and other IBS patients that believe exactly this, that yeah. there's a, a pathogenic uh, cause for Crohn's disease and many uh, IBSs mm -hmm. and are treating it with uh, antimicrobials, antibacterials, mm -hmm. antibiotics, and uh, achieving extreme success there too yeah uh there's now a new clinical trial from i think it's red hill farms or red hill bio or something like that okay um that uh uses an anti a, a triple antibiotic treatment to okay. treat crohn's and, and they're also ex uh, achieving remission rates uh that re remission the last years interesting uh, and, and they've just combined three old antibiotics that kind of fell out of use because uh, we don't have these illnesses anymore. I think one of them is a tuberculosis antibiotic. Really? Another one is a leprosy antibiotic. What? So they're just combining okay. random antibiotics and, and seeing that it, it cures Crohn's. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That Wow, there's a lot to digest there. Um, okay, so through... So, through this research into pathogens, um, what, what did you find out? What were, what's your explanation of what pathogens are? Um, how did you find out 
this in relation to your case, um, what are some of the, the things that you found out about this? Um, I, I've learned that if you, that if you suspect that this is what's going on, then oftentimes you're not the only one. We're, we're fairly logical humans and, uh, paranoia can be a good thing if you're equipped with something <laughs> like Google to sort yeah. of validate what, what your concerns are. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's what I learned is, is cross-check what, what your suspicions are mm -hmm. with, with uh, some research and there's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of people that have come to similar conclusions and, and maybe have taken it a lot further. There's so many uh, articles out there where if you put in the right keywords like Crohn's disease and pathogen, you will get loads of information back. Yeah. So what, what pathogens do you believe you you have and I know you know we've talked a little bit about your story and you said you had a colonoscopy that you believe gave you these pathogens correct uh I think we all probably have many pathogens yeah. and from a colonoscopy I did get uh verifiably uh sick with c diff which was interesting disco uh, discovered by uh the clinical trial people so uh, when I was really? living in Montreal I, I got a uh, C. diff from, I think, the, the Jewish General Hospital there, and they, they've been in the news for giving many people C. diff. Wow. Um, and explain that. Explain C. diff uh, from your perspective. It just compounds the issue of Crohn's disease. It's okay. just another bug that you can't get rid of that causes gut inflammation, diarrhea, and, mm. and uh, doesn't want to leave, is, is taking <laughs> up your food. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So... Based on this, so you've kind of done a little bit of this research into these pathogens and the effects of this, but um, I know, you know, I'm getting into now kind of what you're working on, uh, but I know you've looked into genetics as well and genetic data and, and the correlation between pathogens and genetics. Um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I discovered all this research around pathogens, and, and the one uh, that seems to be getting the most uh, attention, and uh, I should have written this down, is uh, <laughs> uh, avium subspecies mycob mycobacterium avium subspecies paratuberculosis, wow, and, and okay. we call it MAP, or MAP for MAP. short. MAP, okay. Uh, or uh, there's there's an organization out there calling themselves Human Para. Okay. Uh, Paratuberculosis. That's another short form for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Human Para is one of the leading, uh, I guess, organizations in, in uh, documenting this. They they're hosting like a yearly conference at Berkeley now that gets attended by many physicians Interesting. and. Uh, They've been able to link this paratuberculosis to a ton of illnesses, Alzheimer's, wow. Hashimoto disease, bowel cancers, uh, Crohn's, colitis, uh, list goes on. Wow. Uh, and and uh, it made a lot of sense to me, and, and that's kind of the, the direction I've been taking my treatment. Uh, and, and also uh, trying to champion this treatment. So with, with that, I decided to... Um, do what uh, all my uh, 
all, all the companies that sold me pharmaceuticals in the past have done, which is become a company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought this would be a, a good way to add some, add more legitimateness to, to, to all this. Yeah, yeah. Legitimacy. Legitimacy. <laughs> Legitimateness. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and you, okay, so before I jump into kind of what you guys are working on, um, you took your, so you, you did 23andMe, correct? And they, and they research or look into your genetics and Crohn's disease, correct? In 23andMe, if I remember, I'd done it as well. And I think they look into it as well. Mm. Those, uh, I think those results show up and then disappear and then show up depending on, on what the litigation yeah. looks like this okay. week. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. It, it's, it's all based on, I guess, like crowdsourced data and, mm. and, and machine learning and, and yeah. basically being able to pool data together and, and say that if, you know, this many people with this genetic marker have Crohn's disease, then maybe... The, the people without a diagnosis might also have Crohn's disease. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so that, that's certainly one way to go about it, but... Uh, but you took that data and you put it online, correct? Yeah, so this was early on. This yeah. was before any of this pathogenic stuff had yeah. happened. I, I threw my, uh, my results of 23andMe on uh, Thingiverse, uh, an, an open source uh, source code uh, sharing site for things okay uh it was, it was more of a tongue-in-cheek joke to uh just put my own source code up online and yeah. uh I, there there was like a small hope that uh something useful could come of this maybe someone would use it in research and it would uh come back to me but uh i i think with genetic research uh and 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 my knowledge of this illness now, uh, it's, it's uh, genetic testing of the microbiome that really needs to happen. I don't know if there's a whole lot within our own uh, DNA that would really show a link to Crohn's disease. Yeah, interesting. Okay, tell us a little bit about Maple Biologics. So Maple Biologics is the company I started to... Yeah. Um, try and help people that are in a similar position to, cool. to equip them with the information that there are other treatments and that there is, in theory, more modern research uh, with this illness. Yeah. Um, I talk to people with Crohn's disease and I, I, I tell them about their options. I, I basically explain to them that um, immunosuppressive drugs aren't the only option and yeah. I show them options that they can take with the immunosuppressive drugs to try and sort of uh, shift them away from that eventually if they choose to. So uh, getting them to try antimicrobial and antibacterial supplements to see if that further uh, increases their remission. Interesting. Okay, so, and what are you hoping to achieve? What is the end goal with this company? What would you like to do with it? Uh, I want to get better first and foremost. Yeah. So it's it's very selfish. I uh, <laughs> I, I want to bring more attention to this research that I think is very revolutionary, and mm -hmm. I, I want to help these amazing researchers move forward with what they're doing because it'll make me feel better. Yeah, for sure. 
So where are you at now in terms of your diagnosis and feeling better and getting better? I know uh, you're talking about talking with a company out of Guelph um, to kind of guinea pig yourself uh, for another new clinical trial, was it? Yeah, so I've been working with anyone I can find in this space. Mm -hmm. There's... Uh, it turns out that, that Q Biologics is just the tip of the iceberg yeah, when it comes sure. to these sorts of treatments. Uh, there's companies that are uh, taking this philosophy and and uh, going into overdrive with it. There's one company that's using dozens and dozens of uh, E. coli and E. coli-like bacteriums yep. sourced from various people and combining them into like a mega treatment for... Uh, all kinds of IBS uh, illnesses. Yeah. So I'm trying to get my hands on some of those uh, good drugs. <laughs> uh, I'm trying yeah. to get involved in, in as many of those uh, clinical trials as I can because I, I truly believe that uh, I am dealing with uh, a pathogenic bug and, yeah. and I think that those treatments are going to give me a better outcome than uh, the ones that, that I, I believe just, just treat symptoms. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. All right, so you are super proactive about learning about your health. Um, what are some of the ways that others can follow suit and develop these kind of habits and this type of research that you do? Uh, that's a tough question. What motivates you? Like what makes you want to go out? Is it just you don't want to roll over and admit defeat or... I like a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I'll, I always argue. And uh, I think it's just my personality. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll always uh, look for... I, I waste so much of my time just researching the most mundane things just to get every perspective. But yeah. I, I like to have the full picture. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Um, how are your relationships with your healthcare team? nowadays i found a really supportive doctor here he okay. still has to uh read what's on his screen and he still has to make his official sanctioned medical recommendation but yep. he's very uh open-minded and and listens to all this research i do and uh yeah researches it himself and and has admitted that it makes a lot of sense yeah interesting and I'm guessing hasn't ever really, I'm sure has done his own research in this area uh, to an extent, but n isn't necessarily a professional or a specialist in this area. So it's almost up to you to give them this information and to find a doctor that's willing to listen to you and um, listen to what you have to say when it comes to your own research, right? My doctor specializes in treating Crohn's disease, okay. but it's, it's Crohn's disease according to the basically 10 or 20 year old definition that, that mm. was entered into the College of Physicians textbook. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it, it doesn't incorporate any modern treatments. Yeah. And I, I remember this isn't the same doctor. So we had talked a little bit about your story. Um, and you made, you made this comment when I first interviewed you that really kind of stuck with me. And I actually brought it home. I told it to my mom and I told it to a couple other people about when you go into the doctor's office and you really aren't your best, 
you are you are not going to tell your story the best. You're not going to be as open to hearing um, different perspectives. Tell me a little bit about that situation. That was early on in your diagnosis. Oh, that that that's still every other doctor's visit. If I'm yeah. <laughs> if I'm if I'm calling up the doctor because I want to talk to him, it's not because I'm in a good place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't. I don't like their treatment, so if I'm there, it's uh, in defiance. Yeah. Um, and and it's and I'm tired, and I'm not making sense. Yeah, which is tough because you're trying to explain a very complex thing, and I think everyone listening can sympathize with this. That when you're going to the doctor's office, you really aren't feeling your best, and then how are you going to show up the best and explain it the best and um, in a way that's understandable where you can get an outcome that you're hoping for. So it becomes almost this like frustration pattern that you get into right with your doctor. My follow-ups are full of apologies for ah. how I behaved last time. <laughs> hey, kudos. Um, okay. So going back a little bit to the research side of things, um, what can others do to research, find relevant research materials and alternative treatments like clinical trials? Is it just go to Google or is there any specific site you'd like to mention? Or It, it takes a lot of time to become a good researcher. You can never yeah. stop uh, doing your research. You, you, have to, you have to be ready for even the best research to be overturned and, and, and become wrong one day. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to be very open-minded to... Uh, making mistakes. So my last question is, why is it important to be an advocate for your own health? Uh, You only get one of those. So take good care of it. Body, you mean? Health. Health. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You get, you get, uh, you get one good stab at it and, uh, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) And that's all you got, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the, the body needs to be taken care of and uh, it's a hard lesson to learn. All right, Patrick, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having me. White Coat Warriors is a special presentation limited series from High IV Health. Are you experiencing pelvic health challenges? We're looking for participants for our upcoming focus groups. Sign up and learn more on how High IV Health is helping women down there and everywhere at highiv.com. You can also find us on social media at High Ivy Health to stay updated on our journey as we break the stigma on pelvic health.